Hello, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Chronicles podcast, where I interview a virtual CISO about their work and life. I'm your host, Caroline McCaffrey, one of the co-founders of ClearUps, which provides software to virtual CISOs that helps them grow and scale their businesses. As experts in this field, we have met hundreds of security consultants, and we keep our fingers on the pulse of the industry. My background is in law with a focus on data privacy and cybersecurity, but I also have a long career working with startups. In fact, my parents had their own business, which is why I love learning about how people build businesses. So I started this podcast to feature interesting people in cybersecurity to talk about their passions, entrepreneurship, and business. If you don't know what a virtual CISO is, then these professionals are security experts who offer consulting services to companies. Sometimes they're referred to as fractional CISOs. Our guest today is Derek Morris. Thank you so much for joining us today, Derek, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Caroline. This is great. Okay, so first question, tell Mm -hmm. us about yourself, and I like to throw in or ask that you throw in something that is non-security related about your background, in addition to how you got into cybersecurity. That's cool. I like that. So I've been doing IT and security now for, for 30, almost three decades, you can call it. When you put three decades, it sounds a lot longer, but you know, 25, 30 years. So it's a uh, uh, seasoned my hair color over that time. <laughs> <laughs> but I started doing uh, uh, Lotus Notes development out of my apartment in Rhode Island. Wow. wow. With a big firm, big uh, global company back then. And then 9 11 hit, and that changed a lot of things, especially in, in my career path too. They cut back on different situations in, in different groups and said, hey, if you want a job, you got to go to the help desk. Hmm. I said, okay. It wasn't glamorous, that's for sure. It was a grind, but marched my way through there and um, you know, really thought I was, I was good at, at working with customers and different uh, people in different groups that needed help from an IT perspective. And that really, you know, you cut your teeth there. It's a lot of work. It's kind of hard work and marched my way up the the ladder of help desk and got eventually on site at a, um, a sub base down in Connecticut. And that was very, very cool because now you're at a sub base and you're seeing some, some interesting things down there uh, and helping them actually build out the IT at this point, not just troubleshoot and such, but help, you know, put, put your hands on the keyboard and on, on the machine and devices and build them and learn all the layers at that point. You're learning, you know, workstations and servers and network switches and routers. And this is the early 2000s. So it was a, a different different landscape then. No such thing as the cloud. Right? Yeah, Internet sure. speeds were 1.5 <laughs> meg, you know, T1s. So it was a different, different landscape. And just, you know, kept working, learning how to do that and got a position to manage IT really got my first jump into security uh, with a, an organization in Rhode Island. And we did SAS 70s, they were called. Now they're SOC 2 right, yeah. um, reports. And that was when we'd fly out for a week to San Francisco area somewhere, sit in, <laughs> sit in a room with a big pile of policies, paper, um, and go through them, do, conduct interviews face-to-face. And that's where I really learned uh, the security side of things. And uh, I felt that was going to be a good path I wanted to take, but continued in IT, but always had that security background from doing that work and put it together. Finally, there was a point in time where I got uh, my CISSP, I think it was 2015 or 16, 
And that that changed the path, like really hard changed the path. Said, all right, I'm going to do this now. And got into like security kind of auditing and assessing. I'm a terrible <laughs> auditor, but I can assess the heck out of anything and get you the gaps and and identify different areas where you're having challenges and help organizations put those in place. And that's where the VCSO kind of started. It was very informal at my last organization and it it's formalized over the years. And finally at Wolf, you know, they wanted me to run the whole VCSO mm-hmm. business. And that's been the fastest two years of my life. And it's one of those pieces too, that uh, you said mentioned something that in my background that I'm a sports nut competitive a bit. And I've, I've had the opportunity now to meet uh, different sports teams and help them with their cybersecurity posture. Oh, bless you. Thanks. <laughs> I've had that before too many times, the sneeze button. So getting, getting a, a cool background of, of um, sports and then mm-hmm. cybersecurity and, and having to help organizations that do that in the sports and entertainment industry has been so cool to me. That's, that's like, that's hitting at home. Like how those two paths can, can come together has been uh, pretty awesome. So it, Wolf has given a pretty awesome opportunity to me and uh, I hope I've, they feel I've run with it pretty well and getting to meet folks like you and partnerships with clear ops and different organizations that provide different other software mechanisms from project management or uh, marketing for that matter. So it's, it's uh, been a cool ride. That's for sure. From help yeah. desk to, to now. Oh, okay. So speaking of back to the help desk. So you said something that I, as a term, I'm not familiar with. You said got to go to the sub base. What is a sub base? Submarines. Well, they built submarines. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Should have known that. It was that. really, really cool. Um, that is cool. Yeah. Th- there was a couple opportunities while I was there to do, um, to go out to a different sub base across the country. I think it was uh, uh, Bremerton for a couple of weeks hmm. and got to be in the sub and run network, you know, fiber and set up switches. And it was very, very cool. I'm, I'm the perfect height for a sub too. So that wasn't too hard. <laughs> so did you actually get to go out into sea or the ocean? In no, no, no. This was at, okay. at dock. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and the size of things is just wildly impressive. You don't really understand how big things can be that, you know, are in submarine world. It's just wild how large and how big expansive bases are and all that. So it's pretty, it was a pretty neat opportunity. Yeah. Sounds like it. It sounds really super cool. I personally, for some reason, have this unusual fear of drowning. So submarines and the whole like, <laughs> underwater thing, I think would probably freak me out, but it is very cool. Um, It'd be a tough, other... tough cup of tea if you're afraid of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the other thing you said is, I think you just, did you self-describe yourself as a terrible auditor, but it, but can assess anything? Is that what you oh, said? Yeah. Is that the Horrible, that... horrible auditor. <laughs> why, why do you say uh, a terrible auditor? <laughs> auditing requires, you know, tracking paperwork and work papers and checking them in and having you know, different um, evidence that, you know, you, you just want to get to the point and you have to kind of support this in a secondary and tertiary way. I just couldn't get past, you know, show me what's wrong and we'll talk through what's wrong and, and then get to the, the end point where you can do that. Auditing required too many steps along the way. That's where mm-hmm. you get to uh, doing VCSO work, we like to do what's called a, a current state assessment. What's what mm-hmm. state are you at? Tell me how, you know, good, bad, or otherwise, 
this program could be. And we know exactly what we have to do, X, Y, and Z to get you to a good state. Right, right, yes. I mean, definitely um, makes sense. And then um, you talked about getting your CISSP. You have a, quite a lot of security certifications, I can see. What do you think about security certifications in our field? And like, I know there's some some, some debate about should we have them? Shouldn't we have them? Are they useful? Are they not useful? Are they barriers to entry? You know, all these things. I'm a lawyer, so I'm like, hey, I had to get my JD and like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to exactly. take the bar exam. Yeah. So, <laughs> I I find there is uh, I I think there's good value to them if you're only relying upon them to make a case for somebody. I don't think that's far enough um, experience. You know, schooling and certifications. It's got to be a good mix to those being in professional services and providing you know advisory services somebody you're going to want to have someone who's got the certifications and maybe that adds some color to what their their background can be mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it it's got to be a good blend it can't just be something you rely upon totally uh, yeah. goodness th- some of the smartest people i know have no degree absolute amazingly smart people have no degree and would never even put it past them to, to help me with something. So it's just it's something you have to take into the light. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, even though I, as I just joked, that I, I, I actually am bar certified in two different states mm-hmm. in the United States. Um, I think there is something to be said about the, the experience that really, um, like you said, it's a blend of a whole bunch of things that does, yeah. does matter. So I want to I want to move on to you joining Wolf and Co. Um, specifically, how did you find out about the opportunity? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? And then, what enticed you to launch that within the larger? And and maybe it's even I'm sorry to make this a multiple part question, <laughs> but explain to people what Wolf and Co. is as a general company. Mm-hmm. In addition to like, you know, all those other things I was just talking about, asking. Yeah, about. so maybe maybe starting it from what Wolf & Co. does. We are a, traditionally a CPA firm, been around 113 years now. So that's got some wow power to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have your tax, your audit, that's one side. And then we have our risk management group, which is equally as big as tax and audit. And, you know, there's 135 people on the risk management side. And that's where my group lives. And we're a smaller smaller group under there called um, Strategic Management Services, which is does the advisory group. And we're virtual chief information security officers. We're virtual CFOs, uh, virtual risk officers, um, could have a B- BCP service that does you know BIAs and BCP full gamut, uh, virtual privacy. So we make up that group. We also have IT audit, IT assurance, that is a big arm in there, a big group. And we were missing the help after the audit. So hmm. if IT audit went in and said, here's your 50 problems you have, you know, okay, here you go. Good luck. Here's what you should do first. And they would come back and say, well, can you help us do it? And it was never anybody that had the IT background, security background that could come in and build it. And that's where VCSO came to light. So finding out that they had a um, VCSO opening 
I didn't realize what it entailed, if it was going to be part of the group or lead the group. Mm-hmm. So I reached out. There was a, they were, Wolf has been a competitor of an organization. I was with just my last organization, a small regional firm. Okay. Um, always bumped into Wolf folks at different, you know, assessments and audits that might be doing a different component and said, you know, they were pretty talented people. So, you know, there was just one, one day I saw that this VCSO offering was open and that's what I wanted to do. Just, just that no more assessing. I wanted to help build and grow, talk with clients, try to land work. And that's exactly what it turned out to be. Hmm. And you know, there's a lot of hats to wear. Yep. You have your service delivery, your marketing, your business development, and then you're managing your practice too. So the, there's probably four pillars that you have to get comfortable with. And some I'm learning, getting better at. And it's a, it's been a cool, cool journey. And I, I can foresee what we can do uh, growing a team of VCs out. And so mm-hmm. far, it's been pretty quick. We have a, a good group. So, How big is it? How big is your team now? I would call us three, two and a half, three. We have an intern as well. Um, we yeah. have great ad back admin support too. So it's growing. And that's been a year and nine months, 10 months. So almost two years to get to that right. point. The support's wonderful. So my, my favorite question to ask people is what has been the hardest part about basically launching the virtual CISO services for Wolf & Co.? And growing it, the hardest part is um, early on is balancing service delivery mm-hmm. with uh, business development and marketing. I am not a salesman by any means, but I have, I guess, a personality that can help drive home the message of what we can do for you, and, and I'm going to be that face to help you do that. So, you, you, going out and trying to to get the work marketing for the work and then doing the work was hard at the beginning. So a lot of hours. Um, And and as you build out a service like this, you hope to get some other folks to help where you can start building some leverage and help, but let them grow with service delivery and you can shift around marketing and BD and try to keep doing that more to get the work for them. So that's been the big challenge because by no means am I a salesman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and was not well versed in marketing, humble marketing, LinkedIn and posts and such. Yeah, no, There's it's a bigger, bigger world in there. It is it's it's a challenge. It's for sure a challenge, especially uh, when places like LinkedIn constantly change their algorithm. So you you have to yeah. kind of watch what how they're changing the algorithm to pr- promote you, which is it's a whole another level of things. And, that- and you have these different <laughs> vectors that pop up, like doing a podcast with you and partnering with different companies to do some other marketing material it's um so it's cool it's always different but it's not it wasn't something i was you know trained to do or anything so it's kind of neat to learn so i i still want to dive in a little bit into the the um motivation that you had to join wolf and co and and really help them build out this side of their business specifically if someone's listening to this and thinking oh i don't have to necessarily just do my own firm i can actually join a bigger firm, but still be entrepreneurial within it. Um, what, what advice would you give to someone who might be like, how do I, how do I find that? How do I navigate that? That sounds better. I, I wish I had a simple answer to, to say it's more of, it's a feel that you have to, to 
understand that uh, some organizations are already built and have that structure in place and you can be part of it and help grow it. Um, we have a kind of a saying at Wolf that's called intrapreneurial. If you have an idea and it can become a service, it's all you. You can roll with it. You can do the management. You can do the marketing. You can do the service delivery. You can do it all. So that type of culture is hmm. probably something you want to, to look for. There's a lot of VCs out there that are starting their own businesses on their own. They're not part of a large, large organization. Um, one thing I found really quickly was the wolf name and reputation is very, very strong. And it's national. And it's not just one industry. So that was a, a big help. That reputation yeah. and, and that name is, um, that would be hard to find. Um, you know, there are big firms yeah. that we go up against and, and different challenges that we have. So having that behind you is humongous. That's a big support. Yeah, I mean, if having talked to as many people as I have at this point, I can see the clear advantage of that. Um, because I think when I ask the question about what's hardest, a lot of people do say it's the sales and the marketing and you still, you know, you still have to do that when you're part of a larger organization, but the trust, trust is a hard thing to win when you don't have any um, yeah. prior examples of building trust. So it it's is, like a yeah. chicken and egg problem. <laughs> it really um, is. So what industry trends, or actually, let me, let me backtrack before I, I jump into this one. What security issues kept you most busy in 2022? In 2022, it was going to be a lot of some of the regulatory changes in the in the in the FI space, financial institution space, mm -hmm. that were coming. More pressures, more questions from examiners and regulators mm -hmm. to you know push. Uh, one example would be like multi-factor, not just multi-factor on your email, but multi-factor everywhere you possibly can. And if you cannot, what are you going to help? put a security control around to, you know, keep it as secure as you can without having that, that mechanism of a multi-factor. That was a good push. Um, user awareness and user training, A plus number one still is the biggest challenge. That was one in 22 that I saw a lot of. Mm -hmm. um, 23 is the same way. I, I can't tell you, my, my clients have great scores in, in, in their tests, in, in retraining. All it takes is one click. You could have yeah. zero clickers for months and months and months, and it takes one click, and now you have something you have to deal with. It's a, quite a big incident that can happen. So that ongoing and keeping it fresh and really having it applicable to your business and what's out there, that's been a, a trend that it shouldn't change much. It has to be done. It's ongoing. So that's a big one. That's interesting. I mean, just personally, I have seen so many creative emails trying to get me to click on something. But and now I'm almost to the point where I'm like, I'm not clicking on anything, even if I know this. <laughs> there's, there's the other two, other side of it too, Caroline, is um, call it like social media phishing. It's mm -hmm. happened personally to, to my wife, uh, you know, someone selling tickets and is a friend of a friend, you think. And they come in and appear to be legit through Facebook or some other messenger. And down the path you go to making a transaction and, and that's it. That person's gone. They, they took it and ran. So wow. that cautiousness of uh, 
knowing who you're talking to online, it's the same, right? The same personally as it is a business. Yeah. It's crazy. Good advice, though. Good advice for she's someone gonna, listening. She's going to kill me if she watches this later and hears her. her <laughs> there. <laughs> um, so do you have anyone, like another virtual CISO that you can think of that maybe I should interview for this podcast you'd recommend? I've met uh, Chris Bettel, B-E-D-E-L. He has Bettel okay. Security. I think it's out of the Midwest. Very nice guy. Very, very nice guy to talk to. Uh, we've recommended uh, him to do some work where um, we get a little too close to the independent sun from an IT audit or external audit, and we can't come in and, and be you know management decisions type visas or work. So we've recommended to him, and uh, I found him to be very nice to talk with. And I know handing over some work is uh, usually a challenge, but he, he did it very professionally. So I think he'd be a good one to talk to. He's been doing this for a while too. Okay. Thank you. I'll definitely reach out to him. I'm familiar with him from LinkedIn, but yeah. so Derek, thank you so much for your time. Can you please let our listeners know how and where they can find you? So easiest way is, would be on LinkedIn or dmorris at wolfandco.com. And uh, happy to talk to anybody at any time. And I don't let things sit for long. If I get an email and it's somebody wanting a question or anything, I'm happy to help. So I don't let it sit there. It'll be a response pretty quickly. So I, I would appreciate anybody reaching out. That'd be great. Great. Well, thank you for again for joining us today. And thank if you're you. a listener, you can find all of our blogs in this podcast on Substack at the Security Expert Marketplace. So thanks, Derek. Take care. And I hope everyone enjoys listening. Thank you. Bye, Caroline.